This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with two full-blown kids. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother. So, you're stranded on a desert island. Plus, this is probably having a wonderful time. Teresa can't even have me time at 4 a.m. And we talk to Meenal Patel about her children's book, Priya Dreams of Marigolds and Masala. Woo! Teresa. How are you? How are you, Teresa? You want to keep going? How are you? How are you? I want to know about Teresa. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine. I had some work to do that I just finally was like, I'm just going to get up really early this morning and do it. Like, good advice. Before anything starts. That's some good advice. That's you what need people st- say. Get up at 4 a.m. Get up really early before your family is yeah, awake like and four. get it done just, then. It's you time and I did I got up at like oh god it was like four almost 440 it was like 435 I think and I was just I was doing fine with that but of course someone woke up mm-hmm. and like this is why I don't do this usually because Oscar's asleep in my bed and I figure yeah. if I set my alarm I'm just gonna wake up Oscar too and he's just gonna be up with me at that hour which really sounds like hell Yep. <laughs> like, there is some special. I have hell. to be up and he's up? No. Yeah. But what happened this morning was that Gracie was, she was just like coughing. Like she's kind of on the end of this cold mm. and she's not really sick anymore. But like when she's laying down, sometimes she starts coughing and then she's just coughing. Yeah. And I was up silently, silently making my coffee, which I had pre-ground the night before oh. so that I wouldn't even have to use the grinder. Genius. I mean, really, I yeah. like was do- I was being so careful. And sh- I hear her coughing, and I'm like, no. No. Because she's usually <laughs> not the problem. And I had extricated myself from my bed without waking up Oscar. So I thought I was home free, you know? But no. She got up, and she comes out, and she's like, Mommy. She's uh, all delighted. Yeah. Somebody's somebody else is awake. And I and I was very nice to her about it and I basically said, you know, I I have to I'll make you some hot cocoa, but I have to sit here and do some work. Right. And that was hard for her. She really wanted to talk to me about Jurassic Park sure. and like some apps on her iPad that she wants me to download for yeah. her and I wasn't even letting her use the iPad cuz I I <laughs> that it's would 4:30 just, in yes, the morning that would create a situation. Yes. That so, would set expectations. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that would not be forgotten uh-uh. ever again. Uh-uh. Um, so it was just like I, I'm getting better in life at dealing with those kind of like letdowns where I'm like, like it used to be that I would be like, oh, my God, see, I can't even like I'd be so pissed. And now I'm just like, uh-huh. huh? Yeah, Sure. I've got three kids. If I get up at 4.30, someone else is probably going to get up too, realistically. Wow. Okay, I'll just get done what, at least it's her and not the two-year-old who would like really need me to do stuff for him at that time. Oh, yeah. So I just did it and it was fine, but it's just funny. Like, it's funny. (laughs) Is it? Is it funny? (laughs) It's funny in a way. Mm. Like, it's funny that this is the answer ever because, of course, now I'm also really tired. Oh, yeah. It's only, like, I'm tired. 10.30 right I'm now. Tired. And I'm super tired. Yeah. And I'm going to be even more tired later because I'm not going to have, like, a nap time no. today. Mm-mm. So... Ha ha funny. It's interesting <laughs> that this is what we tell people to do. I know. that It's like... Funny, like Annette Benning crying in American Beauty in that house by herself that we thought was funny, but like a fucked up funny, like dark funny. Well, there's another bit of parenting advice yeah. that goes right in the shredder. Yeah. Get up before your Get family. Get up before your family. How about this? Sleep some more if you can. <laughs> Sleep whenever you possibly can. Just standing with your head against a wall at Target. Any Sleep. chance you get. Sleep some more. <laughs> hmm, there you go. 
How are you, Biz? I'm going to assume I'm great. It is summer, Mm -hmm. which means I am in Alabama Mm -hmm. when this episode is released. Right. We're recording about two weeks earlier. Just two weeks earlier. Mm -hmm. So some of this episode (laughs) super relevant and in time. And some is coming to you from the future. And I'm going to assume, like I always like to do, that I'm having a great time in Alabama. And you know what? I I probably am. Yeah, I think you are. Yeah. A lot of big, exciting changes coming down the pipeline for the family. And uh, so that's going to be an extra big trip this summer to Alabama. And, you know, it's just, I I enjoy that time. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Going to be fun. Going to do some weird Alabama stuff that I like doing. Speaking of fun, the future imagining things are going well. Today, we're going to play a little game. (laughs) A little game called, So, You're Stranded on a Desert Island. (laughs) Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa! Yes. Today we're going to do something weird. Okay. We're going to play a little game. All right. And I'm going to call it, So, You Are Stranded on a Desert Island. Mm -hmm. And you can only have, and we're going to like fill in the you can only have as Mm -hmm. we go. With something, mm-hmm. but the thing has to be of your child's. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So I'm just going to start with an example, mm-hmm. and we'll just see how this goes. Okay. Okay? It's not like what you want to have. Mm-hmm. It's something of your child's or that your child likes. Mm-hmm. You got three choices coming out of your house. <laughs> I got two. Well, here's the Or qu- you could do one for each child. Well, well I don't that's know. That's going to take us a really That'll long take time. us eight hours. Yeah. yeah. It'll be yeah. really tedious. Yeah. Anyway, I was wondering, though, like, should it be something that everybody agrees on? Like a thing that oh, everyone... the whole family's like, we're putting mom on a desert island and she has no, to take no, this? No, more like <laughs> if it's a food, or right. if it's a food, oh. it has to be something that all my kids all the would kids eat. eat. Let's or, if say... it, or if it just has to be like one of them. Oh, that is an interesting twist to this game. Uh-huh. Let's actually, for fun, make it be something <laughs> that all the children in the house Agree on. Okay. Which will definitely change my answers. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with you're stranded on a desert island. Okay. And you can only have one toy with you. (laughs) (laughs) What toy would it be? And sadly, your children are not playing with their vibrator. I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you. I mean, so... The train set, I guess. Yeah, they all like the train right? set. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm saying, like, which one would I want to? Oh play yeah. With? Like, this is why this is funny to me. Yeah. I'm choosing the train yeah. set. That no, this makes sense. Cause like at least yeah. you can kind of like rearrange tracks in different ways. Yes, I you ag- can build a little slide. <laughs> it's kind of fun when the train goes down the little ramp. Yeah, you can make a little city around it. Yeah, your pretend people that you're talking There's a to. A lot of pieces. Uh, yes, it I'm... allows for imaginary play as well <laughs> as like engineering play. Yeah, mine is similar. Uh-huh. Mine would be the marble run. Okay. I've been yeah. really enjoying Ellis's marble run. Yeah. And I constantly want to play with it without the children. Okay. You know, just build yeah. and levels and how yeah. which different ways can the marble go? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. We're having this a nice is, time on this, this, this is island. Lovely. This is. Now you are stranded on a deserted island, but you can only listen to one song the entire time you're there. And I do think this has to be one that all of your children all like. All right. So there's a song that I'm trying to remember, but I can't because it just comes up on Pandora. And I can't remember what it's called. (laughs) I'll sing it a little. It goes like, my mama, she tells me what to do. Tell me, tell me what to do. 
And my daddy tells me what to do. Tell me, tell me what to do. And then there's this part where she goes, Someday I'll be the one who makes all my decisions. And someday I'll be the forever. one. Yeah. And then you're going like, to listen to that forever. It's so funny and it's so cute. And it's like, this kid it's like from the perspective of this kid who wants to like stay up all night oh, I yeah. thought we were gonna have a party I thought we were gonna dance in our underpants I thought we were gonna have all my friends over and you guys know the song I'm sure somebody does um, so that that would totally be mine because I just think it's funny and cute and I can't help but like dance to it when yeah. it comes on but there's another song that I actually know that's called I'm Me that's like also a song for kids and it's about like being yourself and it makes me cry <gasps> whenever I listen to it. Oh, that's what you need to do more of on a deserted on island. On a deserted <laughs> island, yeah. <laughs> All right. If it was something that I actually kind of enjoyed that uh-huh. they both agree on listening to yeah. and that they like request a lot, yeah. then it's probably like a Taylor Swift song, like Taylor Swift's new song, Me, which, uh-huh. by the way, that is an awesome music video. I enjoy the Taylor Swift. But if it was really just something that they both really like, and mm-hmm. I, I have no say in the matter, yeah, it would be This Day Aria from My Little Pony. Wow. This day is going to be perfect, the kind of day of which I've always dreamed. Every pony will gather round, say I look lovely in my gown. Oh my um, a a changeling takes over Princess Cadence's body. I think I remember body. that. Yeah, and becomes, yeah. yeah, trying to ruin the wedding. Anyway, I listen to that on loop. Almost every day, wow. currently. So I'll just be able to tune it out on the desert island, no problem. <laughs> All right. So you're stranded on a desert island, and you get one meal. Now, this is a full meal that you have to eat, you know, like every day for the rest of your life on this deserted island. Yeah. One meal, and yes, all your kids have to agree on it. Yeah. So I'm left with couscous. Your kids like Israeli, couscous? the Israeli, the big couscous. Yeah. yeah. That a plain. Uh-huh. I cook it in like chicken broth. Yeah. But like, and then for Steph and I, I usually put like beets or something mm-hmm. in it. But ju- I mean, it's that or plain pasta. Right. That they would both eat. So I'm right. trying to be exotic yeah. and say couscous. Yeah. Israeli couscous from Trader Joe's. Very specific. Yeah. <laughs> that I would have to eat that every fucking day because that's a whole meal. Because that's how I feed my children. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Now I'm torn. Mm. Because narrowing it down to things that all three of my kids will eat, it really narrows it down to about three things. Yeah, pasta. Yeah. My kids won't eat pasta. Oh, that's right. Fuck that. (laughs) Who are you? I'm winning. (laughs) My children will both eat plain pasta. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. So, but one thing they will all eat is this particular kind of rice and beans from this particular Mexican place by our house Ooh. that I really like. Yes. So that's good. But then they'll also eat certain kinds of pizza. Oh. And I'm thinking when you're stranded on a desert island, yeah. don't you want pizza? Because it's like a really high calorie, like the cheese. See, I was thinking you the want protein the from the beans well, that would be could also more keep you regular. Well, that's true. Right? Right. Couscous has zero yeah. dietary value yeah, I know. And for me. Not even fiber. High calor- it's high calorie, but it's not yeah. particularly healthy. No. Unless so, you cover it, but they wouldn't eat it covered in vegetables. I think I should go with the rice and beans. I think you have to go with rice and beans. That's the stronger choice. Yeah. Okay. And you're alone on the island, so no one cares about the result of (laughs) that many beans. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that can help signal (laughs) rescue. All right. You're stranded on a desert island. Okay. And you can only take one book. Oh, God. Oh, God. And if it's... I still like this idea of it being something everybody likes. Yeah. As opposed to, like, me lucking out and getting to pick, like, something from Katie Bell. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So, for us, mm-hmm. they both really like the book with no pictures. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a good one, and it's kind of funny. Yeah, but... I know. How many not... times can you really read I can't read any of these it. fucking things more okay. than once without wanting to jab myself in the face. So, I guess... Okay. 
Mm, I'll keep thinking and think if I can come up with something that I could tolerate forever. While you're thinking about that, I'll share mine. And I know you guys are all thinking I'm going to say who needs donuts. Yeah, I am. And that was obviously the first (laughs) one that came to mind. And that actually would be a really strong choice because you could look at those pictures forever and still find new things. That's true. In the pictures. But another book that I've been enjoying lately that all my kids really love is The Bed Book, and it's by Sylvia Plath. No. Yes. Oh, my God. And you can't, it's out of print. We got a copy from, like, a weird, like, a fluke, like a garage sale or something, and I went to try to buy one for my sister's kids. Yeah. And the copies online were all, like, $150 (laughs) or something, and I was like, never mind. (laughs) They can borrow ours someday. Yeah, that's right. And I just, I love this book so much. Like, I take great pleasure in reading it. It's, like, uh... very... It's just a very interesting book. Yeah. Like, there's a lot to uncover, and the illustrations are kind of comforting, but also very interesting. And also, it's cute because there's, like, three kids, and they kind of remind me of my kids. (laughs) So if I'm I'm on the desert island, I'll probably start to miss them eventually. Right. And then I could look at this book and be like, (laughs) oh, yeah, they were a lot of work. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. (laughs) I'm fine here. (laughs) It's pretty good. Uh, I'm just going to stick with mine because they both like it, and it is amusing, and I could just ruin it by drawing pictures You could. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're stranded on a desert island, Mm -hmm. lucky, and you can only- This is starting to sound pretty good. It does. You can only watch- By the way, the desert island clearly has a hotel. You can only watch (laughs) one TV show. Uh-huh. You mean one episode or one Ooh. series? Oh, interesting. Let's go series. Okay. Can I do series? Sure. Let's do series. Yeah. Okay. Just because it would yeah. be hard to pinpoint a particular episode of anything, really, right? Uh, yeah. This day is going to be perfect. <laughs> I know what you're going to yeah, do. Yeah, well, maybe. Go okay. ahead. It has to be something they all agree on. They all agree on. This has been tough lately. Yeah. I guess I'm going to go with Octonauts. Yeah. That'll be Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. Shellington. Yep. Dashy. Inkling. (laughs) Tweak. Turnip. Very good. That's good. I like it. I am going to go with Tumbleweed. Oh, yeah, Tumbleweed. Yeah, nice. Mainly because I also really enjoyed that show. Yeah. And I'm sure that there is some episode yeah. that will help me figure out how to spend better time on the island. I bet you're right. I bet you're right. And you just made me change my mind and think harder. Yeah, okay. Peg plus cat. Oh, Peg I plus like cat. watching nah, Peg nah, plus nah, cat. Nah. I do too. One, it's a two, great three. show. I'm totally freaking out. That main actress is so good. So good. So I love fun. that show. Yeah, it's a great. Gonna show. go wild, wild crats. That way, I could learn about the animals on oh, the yeah. islands. Yeah, yeah. No, we could go on. There's some. I think good Peg TV plus show. Cat might be helpful too because you could keep your math skills fresh, which you might need. No summer slump while you're <laughs> on the island. <laughs> okay. All right. You're stranded on a desert island, and you can only tell one joke. I've I've decided it's going to be one joke or riddle. One joke or riddle that your kids (laughs) tell. You're stuck telling that to the palm tree that you've named, you know, Jesse Mm too. And you're going to tell them, to all the coconuts, what's it going to be? Joke or riddle? Because I realized riddle is... They're more into riddles right now. Yeah. The same fucking riddle over and over again. Yeah. Uh, Do you have one? Oh, God. Yeah. 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 I mean. Sure. We're basically, I mean, Curtis can't tell the joke. Sure. So I don't, I think he's disqualified here. No worries. But I think (laughs) they're just into knock-knock jokes right now. Yes. So Mm -hmm. it's. Oh, actually, I thought of one that they're telling more than a knock-knock joke. Oh, okay. And I guess this is probably what I would do because you can't really, like, tell a knock-knock joke if you don't have another human there. Well, unless you go crazy on the island. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) 
Um, this one makes no sense to me, so maybe it'll be helpful because it'll give me something to try to think about okay. and understand. Sure. But why did the other chicken cross the road? Because he was stapled to the first chicken? No. Wow. To avoid the flying geese. Wow. I don't know if they heard that somewhere. I assume they must have because it's so specific and yeah. bizarre. Yeah. And it makes no sense. No. I love that. But Jen. they've been telling that it's a good one. all the time. That reminds me of the like, there were two penguins mm-hmm. uh, on an iceberg and the iceberg split apart. And one penguin said, goodbye, friend. And the other penguin said, goodbye, chocolate milk. <laughs> Why'd the monkey fall out of the tree? He was dead. <laughs> Why did the other monkey fall out of the tree? He was stable to the first monkey. Uh, okay, oh yeah, I know. I that no, surprisingly, those are my jokes, not the ones my children tell. Uh-huh. I'm gonna do a riddle. Okay. They both tell this riddle. Okay. Okay. You're in a room, and you can't. There's no exits. It's, there's no doors. Mm-hmm. There's no windows. There's no way to get out. There's a mirror and a table. Mm-hmm. How do you get out? You ready? Yeah. Okay. So you look in the mirror and you see what you saw. You take the saw and you cut the table in half. Two halves make a hole and you use the hole to get out. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? I remember that I had a to, long time ago. I had to write that shit down. Yeah. Because even though I've heard that riddle 20,000 times, yeah. I'm always like, I don't. No. You have to say it exactly know, right, otherwise it doesn't. There's a mirror. I'm yeah. using a mirror somehow. Just tell me the answer. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Okay. So. Okay. You're stranded on a desert island. Yeah. And you can only bring one of your kid's friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking this kid. Name unsaid. I'm picking a kid who, A, this kid has got some smarts uh-huh. and is enjoyable to talk with. Yeah. And is currently taking Krav Maga, Krav Maga, whatever that, like, martial arts thing. Uh-huh. So that might come in handy in passing the time and teaching me how to be a lethal weapon. Okay. So it's currently that. <laughs> I don't think I have a real answer for this. Okay. You don't it's have that. It's so weird. Yeah, it's such a weird one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't have that. You'd also, or you could just be like... Because there was a time a couple of years ago uh-huh. where I would have had some slim pickings. I mean, I can <laughs> I, think of who, like, which one I like the most. Yeah. But I just feel bad being well, like, I would pick this one kid <laughs> who I like. Well, there's one over kid all the other kids because uh, that I would cook pretty... and eat before all the other kids. <laughs> well, I was also thinking like the one kid I want to pick would be like the most homesick and the most scared. So it's like kind of fucked up to pick Oh, yeah. Her. Then you would just, your job, you would just be stranded on a desert island, still a mom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to someone else's Yeah, child. someone else's kid. Nah, that's horrible. All right. We got two more of these. Okay. You're stranded on a desert island and you can only have one snack. <laughs> And let me tell you, this is actually incredibly hard in my house. My children do not agree on snacks. Yeah, my kids don't agree on snacks There's like one thing they both eat. Oscar and Curtis kind of do. Yeah. But for us, it is currently Uh raisin bread, which barely counts as a snack. Yeah, no, But I'm counting it because usually we're like, no, you can't just have a piece of white bread as a snack. But For whatever weird reason, like I, yeah. you know, my mother let me just eat white bread constantly. Yeah. And Stefan's like, no. And I'm like, I don't understand why this is a rule. But fine, but I've fine. got your back. The raisin but bread. But raisin though. bread, it's got raisins in it, and the bread is brown. So that's healthy. Amazing. I'm sure that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, thanks. I think the only snacks that all my kids will eat are. Like berries mm. and yogurt. That's good though. Once again, you're going to do better on the island from a <laughs> dietary standpoint. Right. I am going to be bound up tight. 
Yeah, you are. Yeah, the raisins. But raisins. The water is going to be necessary one way or another. That's what it's really going to yeah. come down to. Oh, yeah. Regardless of snacks, exactly. And so at least fruit has water in it. So if there's no water available, you've got fruit. I've got I'm fruit. dead. I'm You're dead within a week. Dead. Yeah, I'm dead. I'm already dead. And that poor kid I brought to the I island know. is really mad. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mad is the word. Mad is the word. And also dead. <laughs> Okay, last question. You're stranded on a desert island, and you can have one thing of your kids to use to try to get off the island. (laughs) (laughs) And it can't be one of their friends. (laughs) It's so good. Well, it won't be the painter's tape. Oh, that that won't help. Stuff does not stay. No. No, won't be that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a tool that they regularly use. Does that count? Yeah, yeah. They regularly use it. They I mean, use a yeah. lot of string. Yeah, it won't be the marble run. That's no, not the marble help run me. won't help. No, it won't be the plastic toys from various birthday parties. No, that's not going to help. I was thinking we're trying to build a raft, essentially, right? Well, I that was thinking be... a magnifying glass. Oh yeah, because they both have magnifying glasses okay. and they like it because you can start a fire. Yeah, that's a good and idea. And you can reflect maybe sun yeah. yep. up at something. There you go. So now this is that. So you might this, not need the special food. food you might be off the I'm island within survive. a matter of hours. That's right. By yeah. the way, I think we're just on opposite ends of the island. Yeah. So we should use our cell phones to call each <laughs> yeah, other. <we> should. <laughs> or maybe the hotel. Maybe the hotel. Way. Yeah. I'm on a deserted island on floor four. <laughs> you're on floor eight. How you got that perk, I don't know. All right. Is there anything that your kids... Have I'm thinking like of something that could be a flotation device, mm, that's like a, good a idea. like a flotation device. <laughs> yeah, like a flotation device. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I guess I could use like, yeah, yeah. Actually, yes, yes, because I could use one of those like uh, puddle jumpers. Oh yeah, that we have for swimming. You'll be super small and skinny because you've just been eating beans. I could fit a puddle on jumper a desert. on me. Or oh, at least, like, you, I was thinking that it goes, thing. Yeah, it Over is the, the thing. Arms. It goes, like, your arms yeah. go into it, and then it yeah. goes across your chest. Okay. That's, that is a good question, whether it would fit over my arms, but even if it didn't, I could strap, strap it across it. my chest, yes. and still it could help me swim for a longer period of time. Before the sharks ate you. Oh, true. Mm. But there might not be sharks. There won't be I'm sharks. I'm going to hope, fingers crossed, You're on no a sharks. lake. You're on a deserted island in a lake. Yeah. You're like one of those. one of those. One of those. It's that type of (laughs) island. Well, we've proven that we are prepared for anything and that Mm -hmm. having kids has really benefited us in the long run and in any situation. I'll see you soon, Sophie. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Harper Wild. Harper Wild makes bras. And guess what? A lot of people are wearing bras. Yeah, so if you've ever been frustrated by the experience of buying a bra or even wearing a bra, <laughs> you should check out Harper Wild, which was founded by some ladies who set out to design a bra that provides support with comfort and quality in mind. So they have smooth, supportive coverage. It looks good under any outfit. They make it very easy for you to try things on at home in the comfort of your own space. They also have partnered with Girls Inc. to lift up women around the world. How great is that? So a portion of each sale supports mentorship and educational programming for girls. So it's time to start lifting up your ladies with Harper Wild. Go to harperwild.com slash badmother and use promo code badmother to get 15% off your first purchase. That's harperwild, W-I-L-D-E dot com slash badmother, promo code badmother for 15% off your first purchase. harperwild.com slash badmother. 
Hey, you know what it's time for? This week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Okay, this is a Jesse genius. Okay. Um, it counts because we have to come up with these we a do. lot. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. rough. It's getting yeah. slim pickings around here. So he grew up going shopping at like garage sales and flea markets and estate sales that was something he and his mom did when he was growing up that he grew to really love and that's something that he still does to this day so he is now teaching my kids about these activities and they're at the ages now where they're actually like into it yeah and they actually see the value in like i could go along for this ride and you never know what you'll find but i might find something i really want and it might be 25 cents yeah and so that's pretty cool and that's a genius in and of itself but over the weekend he found a giant box somewhere of baseball cards from like the time when he was a kid and cared a lot about baseball and baseball cards wow and he bought them And then for an activity with Grace and Oscar, they sat at the dining room table for truly, like, more than 45 minutes. Wow. Going through them and organizing them and categorizing what did we get and where where are the MVPs and where are the rookies and which one are the Giants because that's our team. And, like... Literally, wow. they, he somehow used dad sorcery yeah. to convince them that this is important, and they were so into it. Like, they were so excited because wow. there were packages. Like, the, yeah. like, some of them had not been opened, Even like removed. the packages of the, <gasps> of the cards. So you open the package, and you find out what guys you yeah. got. And they were talking about baseball player names from the 80s, and they were remembering who was important and oh. who they were looking for. And it was shocking and amazing to me. Wow. Yes. That is awesome. Yes. Good job, Jesse. Yeah. Good job, Teresa, basking in the glow of that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right. K-Bell and I play cards, and we've been recently doing uh, Kings in a Corner, which has been really fun. I forgot about Kings in the Corner. It's a great one. I used to love that game. Uh, Me too. Okay. So we've been playing that. But then, just on a whim, I decided to start showing her some poker. Yeah. And so we've been working on seven-card stud, mm-hmm. old man poker, mm-hmm. um, and, which I really love, and have been teaching her, you know, like the strategy. and the. It's an easy way to start learning the different hands and the levels because you can see what each other has when you're playing it. And it's been really fun. And Stefan's been playing. And, and like, that's been really fun simultaneously i'm like watching myself mm-hmm. as a child just make awful choices yeah right uh, yeah but i am also pleased that she's got real table attitude which is nice nice i don't know why don't you see right and yeah. i'm like you can't bet like 10 on the first card and then be like check on the right. second yeah. That, you know, you yeah. know but she she'll get it but it's like Oh, it was just something fun we used to do growing up, and it was fun to be able to show her. And move. That is anyway, genius. It was nice. Cool. Hi, Biz and Teresa. I am calling with a genius, although actually it's my child's genius. Uh, so the other day we were, or I was trying to feed him, getting him into, get him into the bath, and uh, he was fighting me on it, fighting me on food, fighting me on everything, didn't want to go to the bath, everything, crying, tears, we're in the bathroom. I'm trying to get him undressed, trying to get him in the tub, and it's escalating, and I can feel it, and he can feel it. He's only three, but uh, sadly, what this means is he's seen mommy freak out a few too many times. So <laughs> that's the fail within the genius. So anyway, uh, he looked at me. I looked at him. We both knew it was escalating. He was getting upset. So finally, he turned to me, and he goes, Mommy, I want to go in my room. And I said, Okay. And he said, I want to slow down. And I said, okay, just kind of taking his lead on the whole thing. And so I brought him to his room, 
and I figured he wanted to shut the door and take his own time. But no, he invited me in, and he said, Mommy, I want to read a book. So we sat down, and we read a book, and we de-escalated a situation that easily could have been one of those screaming matches uh, where my toddler doesn't want to do what I want to do and vice versa. And no, in fact, instead, it turned into a very calm, peaceful moment where we read a book, and I believe it was the uh, Bug Books. That was the pop-up <laughs> Bug Books, and that made him happy. And it made me happy. And then he very happily went into the bath. So this is a genius, but more his genius. He put us in timeout. So that was great. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for the podcast. You guys are doing awesome. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, that's so, so great. Somehow you are responsible for this amazing child's thinking. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Yeah. But you're also responsible for how you were open to it in the moment, yes. which it can be so hard to do because sometimes we're just like, you just have to take a bath. We just have to keep yeah, we have things to moving. Do it. We have yeah. to do it now. Exactly. And the fact that you were like, you know what? I'm going to take a step back and see if we can do this a better way yeah. is so hard to do. So oh, yeah. like, good job. That's yeah. so great. Very Good. This is one of those geniuses where it's like, I'm peeping in your window and I see these good things happening. Good job. Don't call the police. <laughs> Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure that I did this like five years ago. <laughs> I forgot that I need to buy new running shoes mm. if I'm going to keep running sure. regularly. So I'm pretty sure the last time I bought new running shoes, Oscar was a baby. And I did this same thing mm. where I just hadn't worn them in a while. And so I forgot that like, even though they look okay, they're like, they don't have anything in them. Yeah. So like I hurt my back running. Oh. Because that's what happens to me when I run in old running shoes. And I remember, like, back when I used to be more of a, like, regular runner, yeah. that, like, once I started feeling sensitive in my back, I would know it was time to buy new shoes. shoes. And I had just completely forgotten about that. So I keep, like, going for a run and then hurting my back and being like, what is the problem? And yeah. then a week later trying again until it dawned on me a few days ago, like... Oh, these shoes are five years old. <laughs> They're five years old. I just need a new pair of shoes. running shoes. Oh. Well, yeah, you suck. Just like uh, several of your fails sometimes, they just take a five-year cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it on bring, back. Bring it on back. Just come in full circle. <laughs> okay. This is, uh, again, in the crazy time zone. Mm. Uh, are we in the past? Are we in the future? Oh, right. Well, we're in the right now, whatever that is for you. Katie Bell, I don't, I don't know what happened this morning. I don't know what happened this morning. I was sitting there, like having a wonderful time talking to Katie Bell, and Ellis was watching TV, and I'd had a shower, and I'd done all these nice things, and it's maybe 10 minutes till we're about to leave, and Stefan says, did you pack the lunches yet? And I, I just hadn't. That's my morning job. Wow. That's one of my morning jobs. Yeah. And I just, no. The answer is no. Yeah. The answer is Definitely not. Yeah. And there's, I got to do two of them. Yeah. And I just. They won't be the same, I'm guessing. Oh, they're going to be exactly the same. Oh, yeah, really? getting peanut butter and jelly too, but different breads. Oh, okay. Because dietary issues for That's each That's all step. I mean. It's like you have yeah. to think twice. Oh, yeah. Twice. No, no. I'm you just saying like, like you can't is, just you can't. be like I'm making two of everything. Right. You have to like think about oh, yeah. two different. You know what There's I mean? There's nothing the same in their lunches except those two condiments. Okay. And even those are different. What is <laughs> strawberry and what is grape? Oh, my God. I know. So uh, there you go. Uh -huh. I just was like, wow. Yeah. Just didn't think of that just, one. Just where am I? What, is it yeah. Saturday? What if Stefan hadn't? Notice if Stefan had too. not noticed, yeah, no one would have had lunch today. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! Hey, one bad mother, this is a fail. I have three kids, and my middle one, who's nine, plays softball. And tonight she had a softball game at six, and we were supposed to be there at five thirty. So at like five twenty, I'm telling her to get dressed, which I, to be fair, should have started sooner, but that was not happening. And then we couldn't find her uniform because I've been out of town and she was at her dad's house and her grandmother's in town. And, like, we didn't know who had the uniform. We couldn't remember. 
and I'm digging through the house, I'm digging through her messy room, and I find these softball pants, and I'm like, look, we found your pants. And she's like, those are not my pants. And I keep saying, these are your pants. These are your pants. Put them on. we got to go. You're going to be late. Mom, these are not my pants. My other pants have these other belt loops. And I'm thinking, she's just being difficult. These are black freaking softball pants. What is the problem? And so finally, she was refusing to go and think she was going to miss the game. So I got in her face and I screamed at her, these are the pants. You're going to wear these pants or you're going to be grounded. You're going to lose your iPad. You're going to lose your allowance. Now get dressed. And she starts crying. And I go downstairs. I go into my laundry room. And hanging on the drying rack are her softball pants. The pants that I had made her put on were hand-me-downs from a neighbor. They were not her softball pants. And they were in a big bin of stuff that the neighbor had given me. And so I briefly considered not telling her that I found the other pants and not admitting that I was wrong. But finally, I went in and I said, found your pants. You were right. I'm sorry. I yelled at you. She changed into her other pants, and we got to her softball game five minutes before the game started. Not half hour early like we were supposed to be, but we made it. But I feel like such a fail because I made her cry, and I yelled at her. I was so mean, but I just wanted her to get dressed and get to softball. Everything is always so hard. But this was my fault. Anyway, thank you, guys. You're doing a great job. Bye. Oh, yeah. This is this is the... Older version of yeah. the genius. Yeah, it is. Where it escalates, yeah. but you don't, like, stop. I mean, yeah. like, I I yeah. can feel that moment where, like, you are just going to put these pants yeah. on. Do you understand? Yeah. We just have to get the fucking pants yeah, yeah. on. Right? Like, yeah. that is a real place. Yes. And, wow, nothing makes you feel worse than finding the other pants in the laundry room. Yeah. Oh, you had to swallow your pride and go in and apologize to your child, which, for the record, is very good. Yeah. And a very good job for fessing up and doing that. But other than that, Uh you're a horrible parent. How dare you? You're just, ah! No more softball. No more anything ever. You're doing a horrible job. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is brought to you in part by Lola. Guess what, guys? People have periods. Surprise! Someone's having one next to you right now. (laughs) Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. They are also 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. When did we think fragrances was a good idea? (laughs) Lola offers pads, liners, and both BPA-free plastic applicator or environmentally non-applicator tampons. For 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter badmother40 when you subscribe. That's right, you can subscribe for your tampons. Hey, Teresa, let's call someone today. Today, we are going to call Meenal Patel, author of Priya Dreams of Marigolds and Masala. She's an artist, designer, author, all based in San Francisco, California. She is inspired by family, childhood wonder, strong women, textures in nature, and her Indian-American heritage. When she's not making art, she loves reading to her nieces, cooking chana masala, I should come over to your house, visiting her home (laughs) state of Minnesota, and being in the beautiful outdoor spaces of California. Welcome, Minal. 
Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you both. Oh, we are excited as well. Before we get in to the book, I want to ask you what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? Um, so in my home um, is my husband, David, and our dog, Dosa. Ooh, what kind of dog? <laughs> <laughs> She's a golden doodle. Oh, Aww. my God. Those are beautiful. They're smart, right? The golden doodles are like geniuses, aren't they? <laughs> she, she's pretty smart. The good thing is she's not she's not quite up there where she's like <laughs> opening doors and stuff, but she's pretty smart. Fair enough. Yeah, you don't want them to be able to open doors. Everything <laughs> no. goes bad. Everything goes bad or downhill after that. It's nice when they can yeah. do your taxes. Just don't let them do Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to get in to this book. This is a children's book. It is beautiful and gorgeous, but I'd really like to let you describe it and talk a little bit about why you wrote it so that our, our listeners can visualize the book. Yeah, so it's about a little girl named Priya, and she's growing up in the United States, but her family is from India. So she's living in a household that is filled with traditions from her family's Indian background. And she mostly learns about her heritage through her grandmother, her Babiba. Um, mm -hmm. And that happens through the daily things that they kind of practice every day in their home. So one of the things is cooking together. So every day, Ba and Priya make um, rotli for dinner together. And rotli is a type of Indian flatbread. And as they do that together every day, Priya asks Ba what India is like. And so Priya gets to connect her heritage through her Ba's descriptions of India. And it in turn kind of makes her feel some pride in her heritage. And she experiences the power of sharing those traditions with other people who maybe don't have those experiences. And the inspiration from the for the book is little bits from my growing up, but also bits from my nieces, Neela and Priya, and my sister, um, and also kind of observing, I think, what my parents and grandparents went through after they immigrated to the United States. And this book really came together for me after I took a trip to India with my parents a few years ago. And I would say this is was truly my first time. I'm going to India because when they took me there when I was a child, but I was so young that I don't really remember much. Right. Um, so, yeah, going there as an adult, I didn't expect this, but I felt this really strong connection to this place I had never been. There were a lot of things that you know naturally felt very foreign to me, but there were these sensory moments that so deeply connected to things from my childhood. And so a lot of those moments inspired this story. I love it. I, this is, you know, as you said, this does reflect a little bit of your experience growing up in Minnesota. And I was wondering, in, a, in another interview, you sort of talked about struggling maybe to find the balance sort of between hiding a little bit of your heritage and, or versus you know, showing it. And I am assuming that is true for many immigrants who are trying to like adapt, you know, and, and bridge these two worlds. And I was just wondering if that experience sort of informs how you approach your art now and, and how much that played into Priya's experience in the book. Yes. Yeah, so I would say my experience, my kind of personality and the way I handled it as a child is actually very different from how Priya in the book handles it. I was a really shy kid and I, I, I definitely put up a wall between kind of all of my identities. And I think that was, you know, out of fear of being different. And that kind of happened, you know, at school, I sort of hid my Indian identity, you know, as much as I, I thought I was hiding it. Um, and right. then at home, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just think kids. I probably I mean, wasn't like, doing a very good job. Right. I, I, you know, I'm only giggling because I just think about, like, kids, kids and, like, trying to 
like how they see how we see the world when we're really young and what we think we have yeah. control over yes. when yes if we don't and like I just that's such a I am I am giggling of the innocence of that like <laughs> trying yeah. to have that control yeah. but go ahead yeah I mean it is yeah it's it's interesting the yeah. perspective change yeah um and then you know on the flip side at home I was I would also kind of hide sort of the things that were maybe, you know, more Western traditions that maybe weren't as, you know, familiar for my family or, you know, harder things for them to kind of understand. So it kind of went both ways. And, you know, that that's very different from the book, whereas in the book, the little girl, Priya, she's very proud of her heritage. And I think that comes from a little bit of her ba openly sharing it with her for her having these traditions and ba kind of framing it up in this beautiful kind of amazing way, describing this place and their traditions in this really great positive light. And then for Priya, she's a little more extroverted than what I would say (laughs) when I was young. And she sort of, um, you know, wants to share that. She's really proud of it and she's happy to share it with her classmates. And in turn, this kind of beautiful exchange happens where these kids come together and, try to do something nice for somebody else. Um, and I think that, yeah, in that sense, it's a, it's kind of a combination of many experiences. Cause I would say like my sister, she, um, is probably more like Priya in the book where she's a little, she was more open and she was more willing to share. Whereas for me, it kind of took a long time, you know, until I was an adult to feel, to kind of realize that it was so important to just let everything blend together and to be who I was in every scenario that I was in. That's a really hard thing to do. I mean, for anybody, yeah. I just, I'm still working on that. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I, but that's one of the beautiful things about the book is how it's tackling that like right away. It's showing that you know, this incredibly positive experience, this, you know, especially I love the relationship between the generations in this, which I, I think is just so beautiful in supporting, you know, acceptance of who we are. You wrote the book and you illustrated the book. So I was wondering about what that experience was like for you. I, you know, I feel like Sometimes when you write a book, you have an illustrator and, you know, you, mm-hmm. will they get it right? Will they will they be able to communicate <laughs> what I'm writing? And I wonder, like, how much of that discussion goes on in your own head if you're doing both? <laughs> or if one came first before the other, you know. So tell us a little bit about what that was like. I love how you framed that question about it kind of being this like inner circle because it kind of is sometimes because I'm an independent artist so I work by myself a lot and I did have collaborators and editors on on this book but really like you kind of have to be your own critic but also be nice to yourself at the same time. Um, this so, is garbage. Send it back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was going to say, would you um, treat yourself better? Better or worse than you would treat like a separate, you know, an illustrator. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, we are our own harshest critic. It's yeah. true. So for me, this book. So I, I think I'm an illustrator first and foremost. So the visuals are oftentimes kind of in my head first, but. Before I actually put something down on paper that was like, okay, these are illustrations for the book, I did write the whole story. And then based on the words, I went back through a bunch of the photographs that I had taken when I was in mm-hmm. India. Um, because I, it, and which was kind of amazing because I got to relive that trip in making this book. And I also pulled images from my childhood of my family. And those were really kind of in the forefront of my mind while I was illustrating this book. Yeah, I think that trip to India was so influential for both the story and the imagery. They just really came from all of those experiences that I had there. Yeah, no, it's gorgeous. Oh, thank you. You know, not to state the obvious, (laughs) says Captain Obvious. (laughs) This book feels like 
it's out at a very important time, especially for the United States. Families immigrating, families having been here and being first, second generation families. It's not, you know, necessarily the best time to... (laughs) To want it like to feel comfortable celebrating what makes us different and what makes yeah. us the same, which is deeply unfortunate. And I, I was wondering, as you wrote this book, did any of that come into play? And whether it did or not, what you want readers to get from this? Yeah, that's a great question. So I wouldn't say it came directly from kind of what's happening in our country right now. But there's definitely influences. Like, I I think the interesting thing about this difficult time where, you know, people aren't being as welcomed and there, for some people, diversity isn't as celebrated and sort of being open and willing to experience other cultures, um, isn't being celebrated by everyone. Because of that, I actually think that it's helping some people, and and not everybody, everyone's in a different situation, but it's helping some people to come out and say, no, this is really important, and I'm going to share my story. And I think, like I said before, I've always been a little bit quieter and about my culture and my heritage and kind of talking about my experience growing up with without a lot of diversity around me and kind of having that fear of being different and not accepted. I never really talked about that until now. And now I'm, I put a book out yep. that kind of makes it very public. So it's almost like taking those really difficult things and flipping it on its head and saying, okay, well, we're going to talk about this now. And I I kind of, I think I see that happening for a lot of people. And so it's the good that's coming out of the not so good. Yeah, the book is such a beautiful expression of why it's a joy to celebrate who we are, you know, and what our customs are and our culture is and how that can blend into where we are. Yeah, and my hope for this book is, you know, it's not only for kids who have an immigrant background or experiences, it's also for kids who don't, because the key here is not only for children to see themselves reflected in the stories around them and to have that connection point and to not feel alone, but it's also important for all of these other kids who have the power to grow their empathy mm-hmm. and to be open-minded and to gain a wider world view by learning about other people's experiences. That's the key to bringing us all together. I agree. That's It's wonderful. I mean, we talk often on the show that the the more diversity we can see in the literature that we read to our kids and our kids read, the, I mean, if for some people that may be the only diversity they've got, (laughs) just based on where they live or what they're exposed to. And so it's really important and it's wonderful. And so I am, I am on board. I'm on board with you. Um, (laughs) I'm on board. Let's do it. Minel, Thank you so much for joining us today. Again, the book is Priya Dreams of Marigolds and Masala, and we will link people up to where they can get a copy uh, of their own to add to their, you know, the stories that they're reading to their children. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Have a wonderful summer. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Send a message, pick up the phone When you I call is moving now, no longer stone When you I call And reaches out With a will of its own I listen to reading glasses because Bria and Mallory have great tips. My suggestion for book festivals is just go for one day. I listen for the author interviews. 
I was a huge Goosebumps fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> R.L. Stein was totally my jam. I don't even read. I just like their chemistry together. Literally, if on the bag it said, like, this book made me shit my pants, I'd be like, that's, I'm buying this book. Yeah. Like, like, I think the problem with blurbs a lot of times. I like that we both want to crap ourselves <laughs> over books. I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara. We're Reading Glasses, and we solve all your bookish problems. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases. I ask them questions. They're good ones. And then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling... My dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a flowbie, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman. was great yeah it was i i not only did i enjoy menal i enjoyed that book that book is gorgeous so everybody should run out right now go get it go get it go to your library demand that they have it all the things that we can do again it's priya dreams of marigolds and masala guys even going to your library and requesting books such as this is a form of action that we can take. Yep. Okay? The little actions. It is a place for children to have access to things and adults to have access to things that they may not get access to at their home or school. So let's do it. You know what also we should do is listen to a mom have a breakdown. Summer. Hey, One Mad Mother, this is a rant. I'm calling from the Vaughn's parking lot. I would love to know how many of these calls come in from grocery store parking lots. I'm going to guess it's like 99% of them. (laughs) Anyway, I'm calling because I was driving, running some errands for like the first time this week, and I thought like, oh, I wish there was a hotline to call for parents who just need to talk, a rant. And and then I remembered that there is. So here I am. Anyway, I'm calling because uh, we are dealing with hand, foot, and mouth disease in my house. It turns out my kid got it from daycare. Um, She's doing okay now, but she's on, like, day six of being in the house. Um, Yeah, so I'm trying to work from home while I also take care of her. Um, The thing that has made it extra tricky is that now my husband has come down with the same symptoms, and he's doing physically everything he possibly can do to help take care of of the kid, but he also feels terrible with this rash. So, um, uh, yeah, so basically I have had a, a real week. It's been a week, and um, I don't know how long it'll take. It takes 10 days, I think, to completely get over this. So is it going to go into next week? Is it safe to return the kid to daycare next week, knowing that her she's maybe still carrying it because your dad is sick. I don't know. I guess the one saving grace here is that I appear to be immune to this. I've been exposed actually twice recently, um, and and I haven't gotten it. And I know that just because you didn't get it as a kid, just because you got it as a kid doesn't mean you're immune, but sometimes it does. So I think maybe I'm one of those people. Anyway, um, thank you for having a podcast. Thank you for having a call of mine. It is, it's doing some good. All right. Goodbye. I uh, love this rant. Yeah, me too. Because it's just like, this is happening in my house. Yeah. And I I really hate hand, foot, and mouth disease. Yeah. Like, I hate it. Like, it's yeah. awful. Yeah. Just because we've talked about it out loud, we're all going to get it. I know. But, and then when a partner gets it, like, it's Ugh. always worse as an adult. Mm-hmm. It just is. Mm-hmm. You know, kids, I sometimes think when it comes to like weird diseases like that, they don't know that it's truly awful right. as much as like an right. adult knows it. So yeah, they're just like, just like a this is just a lives. new weird yeah. thing that's happening to me. Yeah. Yeah. But like adults, 
We don't. We don't. We do know well. that it's not okay. We know yeah. it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> so true. And like, oh, I don't know. You're just doing a really good job. You're getting through this. You're getting through it. Whether you're getting through it in the middle of a parking lot or maybe in a bathroom hidden away somewhere. Yeah. You are doing a remarkable job pondering the big questions in life. Can I send my child back to school? Can I send my partner back to work? When will I get it? (laughs) So you are doing an amazing job. You really are. You really are. Teresa. Yes. What did we learn today? We learned that we are equipped to handle anything that comes our way if we were stranded on a deserted island, thanks to all the garbage in our house that we have because Mm -hmm. of our children. Yep. Yep. Some of us will fare better because of a better diet. Uh, Some of us may fare better because of better tools. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we also learned diversity is great, guys. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Big surprise. (laughs) Just... Gonna say it like it's a boring thing, Mm -hmm. because it should be. We also learned summer. We're in it. It's the middle of summer, guys. Something's happening in your house, and it's probably hot wherever you are. So that's fun. It's been out a couple of weeks, but I want to remind everybody that the lovely Teresa has written an amazing children's book herself. Teresa... You want to pitch it real quick? Sure. It's called It Feels Good to Be Yourself, a book about gender identity. And you can go buy a book wherever books are sold or request it from your local library. Amazing. And it's wonderful, guys. Everybody, you're doing a remarkable job. You are. You really are. Yep. Teresa? Yes. You're doing a great job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. We'll talk to you guys. Actually, we won't talk to you guys next week. Next week is 4th of July week. We're going to be all taking a little break to bask in the glory of being kept up all night by fireworks from the neighbors next door who don't have kids. Yay! Bye! I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that's right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, fussing by, not low down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, fussing by, not low down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.